Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 328. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today. Um, local news, Andy, out of your uh, tend Irvine city of Tustin. Uh, a man was arrested at the Canadian border last week with about 600 grand in cash and about 400 pounds of weed. And he's from Tustin, and I guess the GPS took him on the wrong road that took him right to the border. Uh, over near um, Big Waterfall on the other side of the Niagara Falls. So he's trying to smuggle weed into Canada or out? I don't think so. Because, um, like, it's legal both places, I think. But maybe not to bring that much? No, probably not. Uh, so, yeah, the report I didn't read, but I, I liked the headline because it was a local guy. and A 60-year-old man, I believe, and... Technology's tough for those uh, people who are a little bit older, you know? So beware if you're going to be trying to pull off some sort of some job of some sort. I don't know. I don't think he was just driving around with that for fun. But maybe he was. Um, did any of the marijuana have a cartoon monkey on it? You know, it might have. That was the Canadian word. Yeah, wow. yeah. I have to drink maple syrup to get out of that jam. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's a fun little story. Uh, not for him, but for the people listening. Uh, we have another game, and I think this might be a fun one. Um, hope you guys are excited. The game we're going to play is Who Has Been in More Movies? So you can just say the person that you think is in more of, of two options I'll provide. And if you really want the extra credit, or if you want to play... The name, name 25 movies that have been Oh, Andy. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of if you really want to predict uh, not just the the person who's been in more, how many films have they been in? Tough. It is tough. Uh, I have some fun ones. I have some curveball ones. At least I thought so. Uh, But only a few. So uh, Samuel Jackson versus Morgan Freeman. It's a tale as old as time. One of them is in every movie, right? (laughs) All right. You want to do it at the same time? Our answers locked in here. No, we can switch off. You go first, and I'll go okay. first. Well, I'm going to go with Sam. I'm going to go with. <laughs> um. All right, sorry. I'm trying. You can also like... say if you guys say the same name on any of these, then we'll go to the sudden death of well, how many? Uh, okay, I'm just trying to think because I feel like. Morgan Freeman's like voice is in like a lot of stuff. That'll count. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Morgan Freeman. All right. Neither of you guys want to uh, take a gander at how many they might have been. I was gonna say neither of you guys were right. That's a trick <laughs> question. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Take a gander at how many films either of them might have been in. I will say Samuel L. Jackson has been in. Just film like as TV shows count, or I, I so I I took shows? this off of IMDb, so it's strictly any credit they've been credited as an actor oh in. Okay, I'll say Samuel L. Jackson's like 125, and Morgan Freeman's 128. I was gonna say 95, and let's say 71 for Morgan Freeman. Wow. 
All right, well, you guys aren't even close on the number of things. Uh, Sam Jackson is in more. And uh, he's in 199 credits. And this does not include things that are not yet out. So include commercials. No, it does not include commercials. (laughs) All the capital. Don't think about anything they do overseas. Who knows what they're advertising for in like Uzbekistan? Uh, Morgan Freeman's in 143 things. So I mean, that's a lot of uh, stuff. A, A lot of property, if you think about that. Can you name Pulp Fiction? Deep blue yeah. sea. Okay. That's two. I got it. Perfect. All right. Well, Andy will, uh, he won that one. Uh, round two Gerard Butler versus Keanu Reeves. Both kick ass. What was it again? Keanu Reeves right. and Gerard Butler? Ooh. Give me Keanu Reeves. I think it's Keanu as well, but there might be a How trick many, you think? Uh, like 51. For who? Keanu. How many for Samuel? I mean, uh, Gerard Butler. 39. I'll say for Keanu, it's 55. And for Gerard Butler, it's 35. I guess we'll just give you a tie. Uh, again, not even close on the number <laughs> of things. 62 for Gerard Butler and 106 for Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense. Keanu Reeves doesn't make that. He's, been a, he's an actor from that. since childhood, though. Yeah, so he was in, in River's Edge. Par- and Parenthood, Parenthood, Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted. That's four movies right there. Bill and Ted's did like three in. of them, though. He did two when he was a younger person, oh. and then another one. Four Matrixes, yeah. four John Wicks. That's I it. don't think so. He made like a romance movie. Hardball. He made The Devil's yes, Advocate did. with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Only movies Could have been, been in some TV, too, as a younger guy. No, there's no way he was in TV. He's Canadian. They don't have yeah, TV. Are you afraid of the dark? No, they filmed in Canada, but they didn't allow it to be shown. Oh. All right. Well, uh, you guys tied on that one. So Andy's still up one. Uh, Toby <clears throat> Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Should boy. be a good one. <laughs> This 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 feels like the trick question. So I'm gonna go. I guess I'll. Do you want me to just go first? Yeah. Because it's like I've I, like my gut says this is where Sean's gonna trick us. Because it just seems like it's so obvious it should be Leonardo. So I'm gonna say Toby Maguire has more. I'm not going to fall for that trick. I will say 37 movies for Leo and 20. Okay, then I will say 35 movies for Tobey Maguire and 31 movies for Leo. You guys are so far off on the uh, number of credits. I don't think think it makes any sense. Um, You cannot pull it up, Andy, you little lion. He's not. I think I know everything he's ever been in. I've seen Maguire is in more, uh, but not by a lot. So 54 to 45. Okay, so we weren't too far oh, off on the credits. I feel like I was like 13 yeah, but off on when we're in a smaller scale. That's still <laughs> a decent margin. Well, I just don't believe it. Tom McGuire hasn't acted in like 10 years. Hey, Spider-Man. He hasn't needed to. He yeah. got them all out early. He did one Spider-Man movie and he was in Babylon. That's it. I'm sure he was in Gatsby not that long ago, maybe 13 years, 10 years ago. 
Yeah, but that's a that's a wash. They were both in it. So, so. count it counts on their credit. <laughs> that is a wash. All right, so Tony get that uh, got that. So we're tied up. All right, and I do. I was only going to do two more, but I do have a tiebreaker just in case. Uh, Matt Damon, <laughs> Ben Affleck. Man, this is Andy's. Sure. Okay, I'm going to go with Affleck. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's who I was thinking of, too. So I'm going to stick with my guns, and I'm going to say Affleck also. Because I just feel like he was in more stuff when he was younger. I think Affleck was in, like, 19 Kevin Smith yeah. movies for one second. So, so what's yeah. your... What's I'm going to go Affleck then? also. I'll go first on the numbers, then, okay. since he went yeah. first on the character. I'm going to say Affleck's been in 86, and Matt Damon's been in 70... 70. 70. I'm going to go with 73 for Affleck. 61. Those are pretty close. Uh, you're both wrong. Uh, mm. <laughs> Matt Damon <laughs> is in 92, and Ben Affleck is in 83. Oh, uh, what did I say for Affleck? Like 86 or something? 80? I think I was close on Affleck's number of movies. I'll give you That's like a half credit for that, front. I suppose. No, I don't need any half credit. I just want like notice that the, hey that's I mean, to Matt guess Damon a number is, one out of like a 500 Matt Damon does all those cameos i guess yes that's true like you know it's gonna be a he has an entourage credit four. i should have known like, the fact that he was in and also yeah, in euro exactly. trip right i should have known i should have known the guy will just show up for his buddies and fucking but so movies. does ben affleck i mean ben affleck's in clerks two clerks three and jay and silent bob jay and silent bob two all of those kevin smith movies they don't count all right. Well, what's the right, next uh, one? Charlize Theron and Scarlett Johansson. I'm gonna say Charlize Theron. I'm gonna go with Scarlett Johansson. Mm. Yeah, I'll do the numbers here. I'm gonna say 48 for Scarlett and 33 Charlize. I'm gonna say Charlize was in. 46 and Scarlett's been in 36. So Scarlett Johansson has been in more and 68 Fuck. movies for Charlize and 74 for Scarlett. Oh Pretty close. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. I think you're from IMDb yesterday. She was in like. So again, I'm not including upcoming projects. Well, I'm not including commercials and short, short films, films. Might be in there. It's whatever is under the actors. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me, tab on uh, IMDb. <laughs> so well, I have one more if you guys want to do it. And I hope the, the listener is playing along at home. Well, I won, Yes, right? I believe, I believe unless, unless Tony, it's up. a dinger on this one. <laughs> this right, is just so this for was, fun. This doesn't count then. Yeah, Andy's just going to play stress. Andy's, Andy's got to go wild, first here. I'll just, no matter what, I'll go against Andy. Right here. Um, it kind of was just so fun for me that I had to put it. Uh, Jackie Chan, Liam Neeson. So am I going first? Yeah. I'm going to go with Jackie Chan. I'll just go with Liam Neeson just because Andy went with Jackie belt Chan. belt out a number? I'll say Jackie Chan's been in 105 and Liam Neeson's been in 120. <laughs> I'll say Jackie Chan's oh, wow. been in 300 <laughs> movies. And Liam Neeson's <laughs> been in one movie. Andy, jeez. It's like he didn't even try. Yeah. Price is right, okay? So uh, Jackie Chan <laughs> is in 139 movies. Liam Neeson. You ready? 
140. Oh my goodness. I hope you guys had a ton of fun. I I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Like I said, this is probably my favorite game uh, I've done in the last few weeks. I just figured Jackie Chan's been in every Chinese movie ever made. You know, I saw a clip of him, and I don't know if this is out of context or what, but they're showing him like old, like Rumble in the Bronx or something, and he started crying because he can't do that those moves anymore just because he's too old. He misses it. I was watching Rush Hour uh, (laughs) 3 earlier uh, uh, in the weekend, and old movies are fun just because they can be, you know... By our our current definition, offensive. So they're a good time. Like they're just they're jokes you you don't hear anymore on TV, and uh, they're fun. I mean, any. Also, why is it like forbidden to put outtakes in the ending credits? Sitcoms would do that all day long in the '90s, and every Jackie Chan movie was him, you know, failing to go through the ladder, threading yeah. the needle. It's hilarious. I think they killed it because it was too good. Oh, no, we they're can't. so fun. When he's trying to say gefilte fish, and uh, it's it's the best. <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty sure there was an, there's an animated movie who's done it because yeah. it's like, well, that's, that's a joke. Extra work for them. Yeah, no like Shrek or something. It feels like Shrek it. did that, right? I know they did the cops thing. That's like one of my Shrek favorites. Thing. When the, It's got catnip. But it, it kind well, of feels like behind the scenes. That was in the movie. Yeah, pretty good. All right, um, I have one other little story. Um, so I live near the beach. I spend a lot of time you know, in and around the beach. And it's summer. You know, most schools are out. And every kid who is at the beach, it's a, a 9 out of 10 of them are on an electric bicycle. Might be the one you know on, uh, out there who is pedaling an actual like Schwinn, but every one of these kids has a Super Seventy Three, or you know, um, you know, other brand of bike. Now I liked these things; I thought they were cool. And you're driving through a parking lot of a shopping center, and these kids in their pajamas are just whizzing through because they're you know trying to get to Jeremy's house or something. It's very frustrating. It's very dangerous. All these kids are doing wheelies and, you know, hey, look at me, guys. It's like, you're going to crash your $3,000 bike that your parents got you f- for getting all, you know, B's last semester. You better be careful. And I worry. And also, it's just like, you're missing the classic experience. Like, we were limited to, like, five miles uh, in radius just because, like, I don't want to pedal that far. It's going to take forever. Now these kids are going, like, 20 miles an hour on the side of the road. They'll go to Buena Park from, you know, Newport Beach right now. And it's like, that's not fair. That's not right. That's not childhood. Like, you're supposed to be walking on train tracks and finding a dead body when you're a kid. You're not supposed to be whizzing around on the freeway on a $4,000 electric bike. Good good eye on you, Tony. Is that the standby point for you? Never watched that. I mean, or Boys in the Hood. I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Classic. Boy, Andy. I mean, you're the one who lives there. You live close enough. Man, I live in the hood. To... I mean, you live close to Compton. That's straight just, out of Compton. You know, perspective. You live close to Compton compared to someone who lives in New York. So, 
But yeah, I've just that noticed that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's specifically summer or these things are just more and more available. It does seem like it is Super 73. They are a local brand. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we used to know someone uh, who worked for them in the past. Uh, they're super cool bikes. They're very expensive. Um, it's just obnoxious. Like all these kids, they don't have a driver's license. They don't know how to you know, power a motorcycle around. They have this horsepower they're not used to. Great uh, power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that's what that. I don't know. Not weird. It's just a weird like transition to, uh, for childhood now. I don't like, see him that's around. The new normal. Like, you're not going to pedal a bike. You're going to be considered a nerd or something if you do. I don't know. It's bizarre. A health freak. All right, um, Andy. Let's talk about the cat in the hat. <laughs> you're super psyched. Yeah. So, Warner Brothers is restructuring their animation department. They've announced some new projects, uh, including a new Cat in the Hat animated picture, as well as a, uh, a Flintstones animated movie. I think it's supposed to be a prequel. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Dr. Seuss, we all like him. And then uh, we like Flintstones. I still eat Cocoa Pebbles. Um, good stuff. Animated movies are back. I feel like they're doing pretty well this year. Um, and Cat in the Hat is, uh, the, I never watched that Mike Myers movie, but I mean, it's a good, it's a good character. I never saw that. I like the, uh, French movie. Yeah. I mean the old one. Well, that one's fun, but no, I mean the, the actual one. The one that came out like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, that one's okay. That's for kids. Um, like new age kids, these scooter kids, um, Scooter kids. Yeah, the original, or I'm talking about the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Which is not animation. No. These these are new animated. Um, they, of course, have done live-action Flintstones, and it's a nightmare to see it. I feel like it was fun Doesn't at the time. Right. Uh, you know, John... It never Goodman. looked right. Rosie O'Donnell. Who else played... Uh, who played uh, Wilma, and who played Barney? Rick Moranis. Yeah, that's right. That sounds right for Barney. Who played Wilma? Don't remember. Christina Applegate. It's not. It's not her. Not the guy. I do remember. I don't know if I've seen that movie as a kid. I know I haven't seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. It just horrified me. Like this doesn't look right. Right. I want to see it. Well, how's this one going to look? It's going to be animated, so I'm in for. I'm in for. He already has his. But they could just cancel it. Reserved. They have made it. Animation takes time, but they they canceled it. The Scooby Doo one that they made, like Scooby Doo would be good again. Scooby Doo is a great flick. Oh yeah, it's a good dog. All right, well, let's talk about Heretic. Is this the uh, new Patrick Wilson trailer? Um, no. That's uh, is that Insidious? Is that what it is? Where he's in the MRI? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the new Insidious. Uh, Heretic is, a, is a, a new horror movie from A24, uh, just got announced, uh, from Scott Beck and Brian Wood, who are mostly writers. They they wrote uh, Quiet Place, and they even have credits on, on The Boogeyman, which I watched last week. Um, but they, they recently directed their first film, 65, with a driver, the dinosaur. Mm. Um, but yeah, they have, they have an, another new thing, their, their next attempt at directing. So it's A24, it's horror, and Hugh Grant is supposed to start. 
Sounds interesting, interesting and a half. Uh, I'd like to see more from this. You know, I, I'll I end up watching all these A twenty four things. It's just like an automatic sign that they care about something. It's not like it's going to be doesn't mean it's going to be great, but it means it's not just there to make. Money. I'm happy that 65 didn't derail these guys' career because it wasn't wasn't great, it wasn't terrible, but let them let them do more. Indeed. All right, what about live action Bambi? Uh, this sounds pretty weird, but um, expected. Disney's doing all these live action remakes, all their movies. Now, uh, Bambi is is animals, so I don't know why How do they, they want to do this. They a did baby the deer to, to act. Uh, they're gonna do. They're all gonna be cartoons, but live action. I guess is the idea. Like Lion King, which which sucked. Lion King sucked. Yeah, Lion King um, was bad. I don't know why they the original is not bad though. Oh no, that's a great movie. But yeah, the, doing the remake was nonsense. You know what's funny is I saw this one thing a long time uh, on like Instagram a while back that said that somebody, their kid, like their five year old son, had their cake be the scene decorated it as the scene where Mufasa dies, so then all the kids would be too sad to eat smart, the cake, smart, so then he got to eat kid. the whole cake himself. Okay. How do you make that the cake? Oh, dude, you'd be surprised. There's people that make cakes look like how you look right now, but it's a cake. I don't understand that. Like, there's crafty people uh, out there. Is, is someone actually Why? eating that, or is it strictly for social media? Are you talking about the, like, the Lion King one, or somebody made a cake, yeah, like, cake Andy? like Andy? They eat them eventually. No, I think they eat them eventually, but it's it's definitely for like some contests and for some social media. But I mean, eventually it's got to get eaten, right? Uh, I hope so. But this is America. We throw away more food than other countries eat. That's true. I don't know. Good. All right. Uh, yeah. Dis- but anyways, oh, Bambi. We're on this. Okay. Oh, we are. Because uh, that's not the weirdest part of the story. Um, Sarah Pauly is going to direct this film. She is a critically acclaimed filmmaker. She she won an Oscar last year for screenplay. All the, she doesn't make that many movies, but when she makes them, they're usually like Oscar nominated or at least considered. Um, very strange choice to do this. I don't know if it's like, hey, yeah, we'll give payday you or dollars. her daughter is like, you know, please, I'm gonna never talk to you again. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, it's. Weird. Um, I guess they've had other. I mean, Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin. I mean, Favreau's did a couple of the live action ones. They've had some weird choices for the movies, but definitely a strain. Uh, it's for someone though. Nice, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the Little Mermaid's going to make like three hundred million dollars. It's and that's going to be a disappointment, but it's still that's a lot of people going to see yeah. them. Yeah, you saw it. Oh. I did not. I didn't either. When when it's when it's out, um, if someone just wants to send me a clip of only the Javier Bardem oh, scenes, yeah, I would watch that. See anything? All right. What about Disney delays? So yeah, Disney announced today a bunch of delays for their upcoming projects uh, due to writer strike, some other things. So uh, yeah, it's really starting to happen. I mean, it's been I think it's been six weeks now. Uh, the writer strike's been going on, so. It's going to have a real effect. If this got resolved in a couple weeks, there'd be nothing would happen. We'd all move on. Um, but yeah, this is really affecting things. So they, they announced their schedule is going to shift pretty uh, significantly. So the next Avengers movie, which was supposed to be out 
2025 is now going to be moved to 2026. And then the one after that would be moved another year as well. Um, Avatar, which was supposed to come out in 2024, is now moved to 2025. So it'll be three years between the Avatar sequels, which is like they were, tr- they were made back to back. So when we finally do see Avatar 3, 2025, we'll be seeing a movie that was partially filmed in 2017. Pretty crazy that they're shifting that around. Uh, Thunderbolt is a Harrison Ford Marvel movie. It was supposed to come out summer of 2024. Uh, this movie, they did not film. The filming of it was delayed. This was supposed to be filming right now. But because of the writer's strike, they started. So um, that December of 2024 date might not even get hit because who knows how long the writer's strike is going to last. Um, but the Marvel movies that have filmed or are filming right now are all still going to come out in 2024 right now. Um, but they kind of moved around Deadpool, which had uh, there was a story that came out about Deadpool that because Ryan Reynolds is part of the Writers Guild, he is not allowed to improv on set because then that would be writing and he's part of the union and therefore can't write. It's like that seems crazy. For an actor, especially one like him, sure is just constantly cracking jokes on set to see what works. But I think that that story might be a little overblown, and I'm sure there's not going to be like a cop that's going to come arrest Ryan Reynolds. He'll just go back to Canada. Find him. Is he um, from Canada? Yeah. Oh. Um. So that's actually going to be the next one out. The next summer, look for Deadpool three. Um, and then the other big delay. The next Star Wars movie, which is supposed to come out in December of 2025, uh, will now be in 2027. Who knows if any of these movies were ever even yeah, going to actually just happen? Just buying time. But uh, yeah, they're just like they already knew. Like, well, whatever we thought was going to happen, everything's going to be moved a year or more. Uh, yeah, it's going to have a real effect. Who knows when this thing is actually going to end? But we're going to have. We just have this big whole mess with COVID delaying and canceling movies and now we're gonna have another big hole probably coming up here yeah not great i do want to talk about some trailers uh elio yeah now this is one that won't be affected by the writer's strike you know animated movies have got to be got to be written way in advance and they take many years to animate but uh this is the next pixar project so they uh their new movie comes out this week so they're ready to talk about the next one, Elio, coming spring 2024. So there's a teaser up for that already. Check out Pixar fan. Yeah, I mean, Pixar seems to always deliver. Uh, the new one, Elemental, seems to be okay. Not horrible, but okay. Um, but will they ever make the kind of money that those movies used to make? I don't know. Incredibles 2 made like $600 million or something like that. Lightyear made 110. So it'll be interesting to see what Pixar does. All right. And Winning Time Season 2. Yeah, I didn't know this was coming so soon. August 6th. I see a trailer for that. Um, coming off a, a Lakers season, I think the fans were happy with. Uh, you get a little more Lakers basketball uh, before the start of the next season. Pretty good. Uh, looks like this is going to pick up after you know, they won the title. Magic's first year. Uh, now it's Celtic. We're going to really competing with them. So uh, 
I'm I'm on board for it. I I like that first season. It did did some weird things, but I just like watching basketball, even if it's you know not real. Yeah, it's entertaining. It it's kind of a history lesson, even if a lot of it is you know speculation. And and it is interesting seeing. I mean, both Pat Riley and Jerry West are still pretty visible. Jerry West was just was just on Paul George's podcast, uh, and of course Pat Riley has uh, been. At every heat game there, and they're always showing him. So. Both key figures in this show. Good. But also, I'm wondering about Jason Siegel's back, but uh, for how long? Because pretty easy to look up fired. how the story's gonna go. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if he, he's like, "What? I'm fired." Yeah, that's All what I happened in real life. Know it so. even today. All right. Um, well, I think we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness. When you plug in promo code, that is going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, I have one that I know Andy has as well, because I didn't realize I had it until I saw Andy's list. I also have just one. Drum roll, please, for Andy. All right, 15. Well, <laughs> all right, well, let's, yeah, let's just start with uh, Always Sunny Season 16. Came back this past week. It's available on Hulu as well as uh, two FX. episodes. Uh, kicking off the season. Yeah, kicking off the season with two. Um, I think they like to do that. Um, it does look like it'll be one from now on, which is good because if you remember last time they, they did last right? season, they did eight episodes, two a week. Yeah. So it was over in four weeks. And it was like, it was almost is like a, episode, you know, a Netflix show or something. They go to uh, Ireland? Yeah, so four episodes were in Ireland last year. So yeah, it kind of made sense at like one little arc, but um, yeah, it was just, it was only four weeks of episodes. So now we'll get probably nine weeks of episodes. And it here. started off uh, pretty well. I mean, I don't want to do any spoilers, but you learn that Charlie doesn't uh, he doesn't rent a studio apartment. He has a bathroom yeah. and a bedroom, and he's never used either of them. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been almost twenty years since the show debuted, and we're still learning new things and referencing things. Because uh, in this in the second episode, we meet yeah. Charlie's sisters, who were in a season one episode as children. I don't remember that. No. Like, I did not remember that at all. Um, it was the episode where um, Charlie is oh, sexually he's... assaulted by huh. Mr. Belding, and they like. His whole, like everyone from his neighborhood and his family are, the, are in like Interesting. room to do or something. And there was like two 11 year old girls or his sister. I don't remember that, but season one yeah. is so long ago and so, so such a small budget and everything. But it's funny. And I thought it was to interesting too, just back. going back to the apartment, that door that was, you know, covered by the hot plate table. It's like, that's always been there. And they never acknowledge it, you know, so we yeah. have no idea what's ever there. And they finally are like, what's behind this door? And there you go. Good. But it is a joke they ripped off from Futurama. That was a 
like go back to Bender's apartment and they're sleeping basically in the size of a closet. Bender's like, well, we can go in the closet and he opens the closet and it's well, the size of a closet. Everyone has bed. seen that, Andy. I hadn't seen uh, it. It's a popular show. That's coming back later this summer for like season uh, whatever. I also liked uh, Frank's Day Out. <laughs> he thinks they're going to put him down. He understands. Yeah. He's too gun ho. Pretty good. I, I don't think you can fire off gun in a restaurant and walk out of there just you know no issue no issues yeah maybe maybe frank can when you're four foot ten you can i did like the reveal i think i was actually the previous episode but yeah he owns he owns all their apartment buildings and it's just kind of oh that makes sense why they just have like unlimited money (laughs) and none of that to kick the other guy out at like 4 a.m d's gluing her hand to everything because that's what people are doing now in europe pretty good Oh, that's what uh, the, um, the guy from Pig Babe movie? did. Remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, the I old man. That. Why am I forgetting his name? Um, but he did that in a Starbucks or something. Oh, in real life. So I thought you talked about it in the movie change. Babe. Like, yeah. No, no. Yeah, that wasn't that uh, long James ago. James Cromwell, the actor. I've never it's seen been it. It's been a long time since I've seen Babe. Well, he's, he, uh, he's a regular actor. He's you know, it's interesting, well, Andy. I mean, you start face. off with Babe. That's the movie. All what? right. That's what he's most known for. I would say that's what he's most known for. I think he's nominated for an award or I something. No idea. Is Matilda in Babe? Is Matilda in Babe? What does that the, mean? The girl that plays Matilda. I don't think so. There's just an old man and his wife. There's not a girl in that movie? I don't think so. I know Arachnophobia, that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Always Sunny. I think it's uh, off to a good start. Um, it's always fun. Uh, Max's mom's back, and Charlie's mom's back, and uh, hand or the uh, you know uh, ancestors' uh, teeth and everything, and that's on his uh, you know list of things he's going to inherit. <laughs> a jar yeah, that was funny. He's like, oh, Charlie, man, you're well past forty. What? <laughs> it's. I mean, that show is exactly what it's always been. It's terrible people. And uh, just kind of causing problems, and it's funny. It's like a more modern day Seinfeld. I think I've always said that they're terrible people, but you know what I mean. Everything's up a couple of notches. Yeah. Uh, anything else from you, Off Road or Tony? I'll do another TV show, and then I'll let you go. Um, also on Hulu is The Great. Season three. This is a, a comedy about Catherine the Great. I've, I've enjoyed it. I think it's one of the better Hulu original shows. They don't have too many things. Um, I have no idea if anyone else watches it in the in the world. They keep making more seasons. Um, the people that are in it are, I mean, they're not movie stars, but they're, they're movies. Great. They're great. They are great. Nicholas Holt and, and Al Fanning are, are, are very good in this show, especially Nicholas Holt, where kind of really showed he can do comedy. Um, Oh, he's a guy from X things, and it's like, no, he's actually really funny, capable of comedy here. Um, and yeah, it's still, still very high quality. It's got to be big budget with all the the period piece costumes and everything. That it's, uh, I mean, Catherine the Great was the the leader of Russia in the late seventeen hundreds, um, same era as like the American Revolution. Even in this season, there's an episode where uh, an American comes to Russia and it's like I 
can you give us some soldiers to help fight off the British? And it's like, okay, that's a good little like way to ground the, the show and set it kind of figure out where it is. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think I watched five of the ten episodes. Um, in the past, they had released them every week. They decided to release them all at once. I don't know if that's a sign of confidence or not. Typically, Hulu likes to spread it out, keep people going the whole year, but they just dropped it all. I don't know if it's like, well, we're dumping it because it's not doing that well. I have no idea, but I do enjoy it very much. Tony Katz, what do you got? Very good. Uh, just the one we watched uh, at the end of, uh, I actually thought I had nothing. And then all of a sudden I remembered that I was like, well, wait, usually after the podcast on Tuesdays, we watch a movie. And then it hit me. We did watch a movie last week called bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, three times. <laughs> um, and Sean, you watched uh, what yeah. half of it, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. I think it's not good. Two thirds of it. But you didn't no. get to find out what happened though. Sean is the problem. So this might be a spoiler for you if you're okay with that. I am okay. Are you? We can tell them. I'm going to... Well, I kind of want to just spoil it for everybody. Okay. I don't think anybody's going to watch this again. Well, let's... It's on Showtime. <laughs> if you do want to watch it, that's where we watched it. Through your Paramount Plus app or whatever. Because I think the, the, the value of the movie is the mystery. Oh, yeah. 100%. So if you just kind of give it away. But I think Sean saw enough of it. That's fine. But yeah, for anyone else, yeah, for anybody fair else, warning. just uh, it's a fair warning. I'm going to spoil it. So if you're actually interested in seeing bodies, bodies, bodies with Pete Davidson and then a bunch of girls that probably majored in art, then please uh, fast forward for the next two and a half minutes, minute and a half, two and a half minutes. So basically, Sean, I started to feel this like towards the very last scene, like at this point, everybody except like two people are dead. And I, I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? Why do I feel like like maybe in my head, I was like, maybe Pete Davidson isn't dead and maybe he's just tricking them. And then it made them gang up on each other and kill each other and yada, yada. Well, it turns out, Sean, that they found his cell phone and he videoed himself trying to open the champagne bottle with that samurai sword that the dude with the long hair cut his own opened throat. up the champagne bottle with earlier and he couldn't get it right. And he ended up slitting his throat on accident. So he killed himself on accident and then it led to everybody accusing everybody, which then led to like everybody except the lesbian couple, I guess at the end to be the only ones that survived. But, uh, I don't know. Like obviously weird. I mean, interesting indie little fun, like, you know, senior year graduation night, high school movie, but I, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a good mystery. It is. I mean, I, it, cause you do have, a, there's a lot of theories you can have and they do explore it. But um, yeah, if you do notice, after you even see like no one else kills anyone. There's the one girl who, who dies falling down the stairs. So no one, you don't see how she dies, but everyone else, you actually do see that one of the other people killed them. Yeah. Paranoia. Not, it wasn't like a murderer. So. No. That, and that's what I think started to make me feel like there wasn't an actual yeah. killer. It was like, they're just drawing these people insane. Everybody's blaming each other. So they started to defend themselves and they started acting like irrational. And that's what basically happened. So that was a, you know, Pretty it good. was interesting. Not too bad. So, yeah, that was that. Andy, you want to close us out? All right. Yeah, so I got, I got two more here. So um, another A24 movie that came out late 2021 uh, called Come On, Come On. 
with Joaquin Phoenix uh, as a black and white. In this movie, Joaquin Phoenix plays like an NPR radio host um, who has to care, take care of his autistic nephew. And he ends up taking him along with him uh, across the United States to do movie his, looks his work. Very him, weird. He plays Eddie Murphy style all of the characters. Well, that's Bo is Afraid. Uh, no, not, not that's. <laughs> yeah, that's. Come Very on, good, come on. Came Very out uh, a couple years ago. Uh, it was like pre pandemic. I looked it up. It was filmed January 2020. Just, just there. They cut it up. But yeah, it, it, he travels from LA to New York and New Orleans. See all these different places. But uh, yeah, it's interesting in that it's almost like a real documentary taking place in the background of this movie. Cause like when he's doing this special for his radio thing of interviewing young people, um, it's all real. Like they actually are interviewing real people and asking their opinion on this stuff. Uh, but the, yeah, the central story of the movie of just Joaquin Phoenix playing the uncle who has no connection with the like I don't know eight or nine year old nephew, kind of building this relationship that they didn't have before. You know, a nice little human story. And Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, he's he probably is our best actor right now. So just put him in anything; he's going to be, and he can play any role, whether it's the Joker or whether it's Bo being afraid. You do it all. I mean, I watched that on Tubi with ads. Tubi is an ad-supported thing, but um, I wanted to watch this movie when it came out. I, it was a very small release. Never saw it come to streaming or anywhere, but I saw it was on Tubi. It's a, yeah, it's a weird little thing. It's free, but there are ads. A one-minute ad every 20 minutes or something. It's not too bad. Tubi, they should get, make us a sponsor, you know? Or, <laughs> Or how's that work? They would. We, we would be money a from sponsor. Them, I don't know. It would be a sponsor. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Promo code Tony get free Tubi, which is already free, but get it even more free. <laughs> is that all you had? The big one. Oh no, I have the big one. I have the big one still. Um, oh boy, Transformers: oh, Rise it? of the Beasts, the big movie this this week. Um, I almost, I almost didn't see it. Um, but I went Sunday in the morning and ended up seeing it. Um, I don't know. I was kind of looking forward to this one. Not a huge Transformers guy. Um, I think I'm born in a weird era of Transformers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to Tony. Actually, did you like Beast Wars as a kid? I've never heard of that either. What is that? Well, there you go. So, (laughs) okay, so Transformers were popular in the '80s before I was born. Um, but then in the late '90s, they came out with Beast Wars which was a new subset of Transformers. Then instead of turning into cars, they turned into animals. Oh, okay. I've seen those. Yeah. So they made a cartoon of that in like the late 90s. Um, but I, I was like almost, I think fellas too old. I know I had an extra neighbor who was a couple years younger than me who was like really into it and had the toys. But I was like, no, nah, I'm I'd have it. to like see like images of them to yeah. like remember them. The um, name doesn't sound familiar, but. But it was, it was the pretty popular. sounds familiar. But it was kind of like I'm born in the middle of like what, Transformers being super popular for people 10 years older than yeah. me. Beast Wars being popular for people five years younger or something. Um, but I did know what it was. So this was the first Transformers movie to feature the the beasts or the the Maximals is what they're called. Um, led by Optimus Primal, who uh, turns into a big gorilla. There's also like a cheetah and like a falcon and a rhino and shit. And, but they're also, they're also yeah. robots. Um, but it's also still just a Transformers movie. 
Um, I think the first 45 minutes to an hour of this movie is really good. Um, this is following up Bumblebee, which was a, a smaller Transformers movie that took place in the 80s. This movie takes place in 1994. Uh, so there's a, a good 90s uh, hip-hop soundtrack, you know, with like Wu-Tang Clan and Notorious B.I.G. and that kind of that era, a good era there. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a, a good human story. The new human character and like a, a veteran who's just, uh, you know, trying to get a job, but you know, we can't get a job because he's a veteran. People don't trust him. He ends up uh, stealing a car, which turns out to be a transformer voiced by Pete Davidson. Yeah. Um, it w- maybe it was a mistake to cast Pete Davidson. So I don't hate Pete Davidson as much as you guys do. Um, he was kind of weak in this movie. I did, some people have liked his performance. He's just there a lot. Like he, he's he's the guy. He's the transformer. Always making are they jokes. real jokes? I don't love it. There's also, you know, it's him doing quips and stuff. And some of them are. There's one that threw me because he likes to reference movies and stuff. He does uh, like a line from Dumb and Dumber, and I'm like. Yeah, this movie wouldn't be out, you know. I think Dumb and Dumber came out in December of '94, uh, so unless this movie takes place in December, which it didn't because it wasn't snowing or shit. Shut it down, uh, Andy. He wouldn't know that reference unless he had like an advanced, he had an advanced copy or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. After after the first hour, which I think is pretty good, set up the human character story and everything, it just becomes a dumb Transformers movie with robots punching each other and shit. And um, that stuff's okay, but you know, I, I liked I liked the first hour better. I, I liked it. I like the introduction of the animals because it's like seeing a robot gorilla punch guys, punch big robots. It's cool, um, but I've seen Optus Prime do a shit like for like a hundred years now. Not that great. I think people uh, are a little tired of these Transformers. It's been uh, sixteen take years. Disturbia two. Transformers one came out. Well, I mean, Shia LaBeouf hasn't I know, been in a Transformers movie in over a decade, so yeah. Shia LaBeouf would be like six years old when this movie They watch Bumblebee prequel thing. Maybe not all of it. I think it's a good one. 80s John Cena yeah. as a military guy. I think it's a pretty solid one. Um, I would say Bumblebee is better is better than this one, but this movie is better than pretty much all the other Transformers movies five hours long and have all the terrible Michael Bay jokes. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's totally fine. Summer movie entertainment. You want to go see a big loud movie on the big screen? Cause it's summer. This is a fine choice, but it's not like revolution. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up. You've been listening to episode 328 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening. See you later.